You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take one. Stephen and Dana, and we're in the room. Hi, Dana. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Uh, better now that you're here. I've missed yeah. you. I've yeah. been cooped up with COVID. Boo! And the crowd goes boo. But as you can hear, uh, my, my throat is now open. I am cleared for normal life. It yeah, was you terrible. Look it was awful. It was worse than mono. You had it rough. I had it rough, and I had my two shots. I did everything right, goddammit. And then the week Broadway reopens... Um, I'm told to not leave my house. Right, right. The only plan you had on the calendar, like, the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's real. I mean, I'm so sorry. That um, is really terrible. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the other <laughs> side. I'm glad that my shots did their job. Yeah. Um, what was the most bizarre thing? Like, do you still have no I still taste? can't taste or smell, and that is wild. It's wild. The only thing I taste all day is toothpaste, and it tastes horrible. Stephen, and you love food. This <sighs> is the worst news I've ever heard. Honey, snatched. Snatched. Are you? Well, I wasn't eating the first four days. I was too busy sweating and puking. Oh, my gosh. Well, all right. So Stephen had COVID. Now you're kind of like out of the woods. Yes, out of the woods, out of the dark, into the light. Great, yes. You sound good, you look good. Um, Thanks, honey. What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Um, Well, I saw my first Broadway show, which was Waitress. Uh, My mom came to visit, so we had a little New York moment. Thrilling. Um, The last time I saw you was at Natalie Joy Johnson's Q concert um at yes. q the nightclub q which is the, great. the, the concert the concert uh we also went to fire island for a day we did a day trip you Shlep. really took sue all over well she usually takes me you know what i mean like we're, we're doing that because she brings the party it's true you know it's true it was so good to see her i'm glad um i'm glad i caught her yeah i mean same um, 
Yeah, so mom came. Um, I'm going to go see the Aladdin opening night tonight. Fierce, thank you for making time for our podcast <laughs> before I'm... attending such a grand opening. I'm excited. Uh, my best friend, Andrew, is the company manager, and they've been you know, working their asses off, bringing Broadway back. So I'm excited. Speaking of Broadway being back, the Tonys. Yeah. just happened on Sunday, finally. Yeah, uh, I actually watched all of it. Good girl, I'm proud and of I you. I did not realize they were that night. So it was a great surprise for me. Very proud of you. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, it was very moving. A lot of things were very... Uh, didn't realize I'd be so moved. And and Jennifer Holiday. Yeah. Jennifer Holiday. Um, also, this Sunday even? is the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS flea market. Please, if you're in New York, uh, we're back in Schubert Alley. So come say hi. Come shop till you drop. It's also happening online. There is an online auction happening as well. I believe that oh, interesting. that's open now and you can start your bidding immediately but i know um, you're there every year do you have a post yet yeah this year i'll be with roundabout i actually just talked to valerie over at broadway cares today i wanted to make sure i was uh healthy and safe to be among the people uh now that that is verified and all good um i said where do you want me where do you want me this year nice nice i I will see you there roundabout table and i'll be walking around in the morning and it's the best. I'm excited to see everyone. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's the best day of the year. And especially now it'll be so good. Actually, to... what is it's October 3rd. It's October it's us- 3rd. It's usually in September. It's usually in September. Um, well, that's, yeah. All the things, Broadway. That's my news. Trickling back in. Um, Can we introduce Steven... our guests now? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're staring at each other on this uh, video moment. So, yeah. If only we get to see. Go right ahead. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast Lance Horn and Kurt Phelan. Woohoo! Hello. Yes. Hey there. <laughs> um, I could truly listen to you both speak forever. Oh, are... Get out of town. Butter. Chant. Well, thank Chant. you. Tells it tone. Deep butter is what I like to call it. I'm sure that's in previews somewhere. Hello, <laughs> thanks. Fire Island. Yeah. Deep butter is coming to town next season. <laughs> Absolutely. On the shore. Excuse me. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Um, this is one of those fun episodes because none of us know each other really. Yeah. Just it's our kind favorite of, kind. Yeah, I, I certainly, um, your names have been on my radar for a long time through the through the Natalie Joy Johnsons and Brian Nashes of the world. But um, really, in COVID, you guys started uh, We Light, your candle company, and I also started a business. I'll link to that, and like our businesses sort of found each other and liked yeah. what the other was doing, and that's kind of how this bridge started getting built. So Is that's that the new? Like children play dates, like your children found each other, and now you're like, adult. and now the parents are friends. Now the parents are friends. Absolutely, I'll take it. Digital children running around in the algorithms. Get oh out god, of the that sounds dangerous. It does. Sure it's does. after 10 p.m. Do you know where your internet children are? Oh god, you don't want to know. <laughs> 
literally just bought my first Bitcoin today. Since no, you didn't. I did. That's crazy. Yes. Lance had an I excellent have a Bitcoin. Bitcoin story. I I go to Burning Man every year, uh, and as you'd imagine, and there's on my way there years ago, like a decade ago. I don't remember. The girl sitting next to me on the plane didn't have money for whatever snacks or whatever. I said, "Oh, great! I'll just cover you, whatever." And turned out she was also going there, and we uh, just uh, I gave her. Um, 20 bucks, I want to say. She's like, okay, I'm giving you this thing of, uh, uh, just never sell it. I'm like, what? She's like, give me your phone. I'm like, okay, whatever. And she's like, so this is this thing. It's called Bitcoin. I'm giving you, um, let's see, it's worth 80. I'm giving you a quarter Bitcoin. Just promise me you will never sell it. You'll probably forget about it, but just don't write down your password. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure, thanks. I hope you enjoy your snacks. And it was only about a year or two ago. I was like, Oh my God, that's right. She gave me Bitcoin like a <laughs> decade ago. So that's, and like that's what it works. Wild. It's wow. wild. So thank you to this lovely, lovely person. And I hope she's having a great time because <laughs> Lord knows how much Bitcoin she had at that point. Laura. I reckon her name was We'll Laura. name her Laura. Yeah. yeah. Laura, the fairy angel. Of, I um, reckon her name was Laura. <laughs> That's the opening of Act Two. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Dana, you and Kurt are going to meet up at Q. I play there on Tuesday nights, and everybody gets up and sings. So We want to talk should, all about it. You should definitely uh, yeah. meet up there and do your songs, because you both do jingles like this. Kurt's always filling the house with jingles. Oh, yeah. we love a fool. We love an absolute fool. Mm-hmm. Shakespearean trained actor fool. Well, and yes. pin in that too. I have questions. I have questions. Um, since, since you brought it up, yes, Tuesdays at Q and is, is Mondays at Club coming back? Is that is are we live and in person? Yes. We were there past three o'clock doing duets all last night in honor of the Tony duets. So everyone was getting up and duetting. We're finding our core again, I will say. It's like getting later each time, figuring out how to get people there and home safely, rebuild community. Uh, It's still free. Everything that we do is free to the people, and we're figuring out other ways to fundraise so that people can just come and be a part. That feels like the the, the best way to be inclusive is to say, well, there's no cover. So we have Mondays at Club Coming, Mondays in the Club with Lance, it's called, and then Tuesdays at Q. and Jay is joining me at Q, and they uh, were working with us over the summer uh, out in Fire Island, and we all hit it off. And uh, so you've really got to see Jay do their thing. She's kind of, um, I, I, she, <laughs> speaking of body language, she has an entire version of um, Poor Unfortunate Souls that really just has to be seen to be believed really like deconstructing the relationship of those two characters and <laughs> the body and the voice. And yeah, hopefully. Bitch, if you give up, give yeah. up your voice, <laughs> exactly. is that your worst thing okay. you can lose? Exactly. So. <laughs> we are Jay, big fans of Q. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Big Q fans. is delivering. Very yeah, great. Doing great work. And they're really listening to the community and really, uh, yep. it's so nice to have a place in Midtown last week. Four women came over, uh, the, one was an activist, and they decided to all come up from Birmingham, Alabama, and they ended up seeing Waitress, and then someone told them to come see our night. And this woman was, like, spinning around to Stevie Nicks and just, like, you know, we haven't had that in a year and a half. So it's just nice to have uh, people in connectivity again, watching people yep. try to socialize last night. We're like, oh, yeah, how do we do that? 
you've been doing what you've been doing, Stephen. Sick in rooms, just sick and tired of being. Yeah, it's a it's a little like finding your sea legs again. Uh, people got vaccinated quick, and summer happened. Yeah. Ready or not, it's been yeah. very wobbly for me personally. Uh, trying yeah, to socialize there was a again. Time where like I uh, came back into clubs and venues, and I was standing there going, I don't know how to do this anymore <laughs> and I thought wow I, this is what I do for a living uh, I better sort that out and it's, it is yeah. returning but it's lack of practice it's yeah I, re I relied more on muscle memory than maybe I should have just for like basic day-to-day -day things mm -hmm. uh, it's strange it's strange and you got you were both in Australia recently for pride Oh, that's a funny story. Well, if we were <laughs> actually of. both in. Go, you want to take it? No, you. Oh, I got We were it. both in Copenhagen for Pride on behalf of Australia. Uh, we're married. I see. Uh, and so I am Australian by marriage. Kurt is uh, through and through Australian. American. Yeah, and now uh, he's and American by we marriage. Got an, we got an SOS from the uh, Sydney World Pride organization. And so Pride is in Sydney in 2023. And uh, we got a call about them like the week that they were meant to get all of the visas organized coronavirus finally got through their borders and they have nothing set up and they don't have a herd immunity and it was just delta so it spread very quick and they were put on a red list so they couldn't get their show over to copenhagen and what do we have like 10 days yeah like 10 days <laughs> and they said uh Hi, Kurt. Uh, I know we haven't spoken in a while, but you're in New York, can't you? Can you make a 10-minute show and two other things for the consulate and go to Copenhagen on behalf of us? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was it. Yeah. Amazing. That's insane. Yeah. So we are uh, meeting musicians, a cellist, Lance is a Steinway artist and got a Steinway to the stage. God bless Steinway. A friend of mine is uh, the audio visual guy for um, the World Cup soccer down under. And he made this scrolling AV and we did a mashup of all these Aussie hits. Four and dancers. Contacted a lot of the Australian artists that we were celebrating and yeah. arranging on. And um, so they were rooting for us. And then uh, Kylie Minogue uh, gave us a recording to play, welcoming everyone into the Rad. World Pride in 2023, and it was just like, and Kurt, you know, was gluing costume, like, it was just like old times, it was like an actual countdown to an actual thing, we're actually sewing costumes backstage. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that, all that, that day energy. we were doing it, I turned to Lance and I was like, you've been playing on Mondays, uh, I haven't been on a stage, and now there's like 20,000 people in the stadium, and I didn't even think about it, we were so busy, we were just like, here we go. <laughs> and, and, and like glitter and sparkles and fire and cannons We're like oh my god what we're doing peter allen and i go to rio and like dance things and dancers are jumping over the piano and we kept trying to get the audience to stand up not realizing with covid restrictions that everyone had to stay in their seats because <laughs> everyone kept jumping up so we got to we had to remember not to do that next time yeah, but yeah wild. so that's wow. how we ended up celebrating australia in copenhagen for pride uh, they could only get two people out of the country. One was the CEO and her assistant. So 
they had this entire show planned and paid for. That. Wow. Wow, what an opportunity, though, way to, like, represent and step up when you are needed. Theater yeah. people doing what theater people do best, which is be helpful. But right? also, yeah. what a testament to the phrase, um, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. That is true. Right. We really have that kind of on uh, production wing to, to what we do. We've done it for uh, Tommy Hilfiger. And I think, like, doing events every week, that are community-based, community-driven, lets us keep that muscle ready in many ways. We just did one at Little Island this weekend. uh, Yeah, and you're doing a lot with Time Out Market. You've been popping up all over the place. Helping them. What was good, what was really comforting to me is that I knew these people years ago in Australia, and yes, I have kind of grown up with them. They're the generation ahead is now arts organizers and managers. And they kept saying to us, are you sure you can do this? Is this ha-? And Lance and I are like, it's fine. We like we understand how to make a show on the fly and we can create it for you. And I did have a moment where I went, oh, wow, I've, uh, I've grown up as an artist and I can be trusted by people that I looked up to. So it was really mm. nice to feel that. Because it's weird being locked out of your country. Like this is where I live now, but... I, not many people know that Australians aren't allowed to go to Australia at the moment. Mm. Yep. God. <laughs> yeah. So we're finding these far field fun places. Like we started up a Broadway and Vine series with Jacob Longfelder and I played piano and Tony Asbeck to- uh, tap danced and we uh, got Steinway again, brought a piano out there. We're, we had a meeting yesterday to try to bring some music and joy down to Mexico city. And everything just keeps changing. So I think the other great thing that show people know is how to deal with uncertainty. And maybe that's mm-hmm. one of the things that has seen mm-hmm. a lot of us through this pandemic is. Yeah. And how to be resilient and how to move with the times. Like we both started businesses mm-hmm. and like that came out of necessity really more than anything. Um, and so we just needed to do it. And so we did it and we had friends of ours who are architects and they're like, what am I going to do? I'm only working three days a week for, and it's from home. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I learned how to pour eight thousand <laughs> Really? Amazing. Can Amazing. you talk about the, the We Light candles? Absolutely. Uh, I'm still yeah, burning my Arts Hero right. candle, the champagne yeah. one, because I don't want it to go away too fast. Because well, you can so... also buy another one. Yeah, well, that is true. I could. Yes. I'm so obsessed with what it does, because like, when I saw it, I was like, how do you bottle champagne in a smell? It's such a, a palate thing. But when you mm-hmm. smell this candle, your nose gets tickled by, like, bubbles. It's, it blew my mind. <laughs> Kurt is a magician. Well, first off, Kurt is a level three sommelier. So that's something that casual also brings to the table. Talk about, and and I got COVID March of 2020. We were in the really? same room and Kurt did not get it, which is a blessing because his sense of taste and smell <laughs> saw us through starting this Remarkable. company. Remarkable. And, um, and so we uh, got a grant from the Actors Fund that first month where they reached out to everyone and said, if you have problems meeting your your month 
this month let us know. And of course we did. All of our roommates left. Uh, they're all international and most of them were here on visas mm. uh, and as artists. And they left the country and we have maintenance that we have to hit. So we um, we had about 200 bucks left over, maybe 150 after we did the groceries and the rest of the maintenance. Mm-hmm. And we had brought a candle upstate. We ended up also, our lockdown was insane. <laughs> like, yeah. just, we can come back to that, but our we lockdown was insane. We ended up upstate, uh, and the room where we were really living in didn't have electricity, and then we were up above it where the Wi-Fi was. So we kind of like, go back and forth between these rooms. Yeah. I had one last-ditch effort at feeling fabulous, and I bought this expensive <laughs> candle at a shop in Woodstock. Yes. It poured down the middle and fell through. And I was so frustrated. I was just like, this is it. This is the last straw. Like, not only are we not going on tour next week, <laughs> my cattle just burnt badly. And I said to Lance, I just make my own candle. Why am I not doing that? And he was like, how do you know how to make <laughs> He was like, yeah, he would do it when he was on tour. He was in Dirty Dancing in Australia. He did the lift. Uh, he was Johnny, and that was his gift to everybody. How do you know how to do it? So- yeah, I made gifts for my family all the time. And, I mean, I grew up on a farm, so we were making candles and stuff out of leftover bits and pieces. Um, and that used to be my present because I was a poor actor and the rest of the family was like 10,000 kids that all need a, a present for Christmas. And then Lance was like, all right, let's give it a go. Yeah, like we, we gave it to people first that we were staying with. It was eight adults and three kids. Again, crazy lockdown outside of Woodstock. Wow. All performers. <laughs> all performers, all artists. Hiding down at Amanda. Figuring out at our friend's place where, yeah. uh, what to do and how to do it. And, how, you know, washing groceries and not leaving this the woods and mm-hmm. yeah. bears attacking. Like it was full. Oh, oh yeah. We so saw bad. the inheritance the day before oh, we so. saw the inheritance the last day of the inheritance on the wednesday and the exact same thing happened to us because we went upstate and then everybody came to the house we were like this is the inheritance so we were we were there <laughs> uh, life imitating we art these, we made these candles they they burn forever which i i don't know what magic is in them but being slow poured and made well, Nicely and with great ingredients. I can uh, I can fill that space in, Lance, uh, because the molecules aren't beaten up as much in a hand poured candle, and because I use uh, uh, more natural fragrances, so nothing's paraffin, and everything is blended. And sometimes with an essential oil that doesn't smell when it's heated up, so mm-hmm. it'll smell different when it's cold. As to that's what the champagne candle does. Mm. It has a whole lot of stuff in it that tricks your nose. And then once you light it, the chemical reaction happens and then you get the added bit of the smell. You get the scents after the smell. So it's, uh, they take longer to burn because they're stirred with a hand. Yeah. And that means uh, that. People don't need to buy them as much. That's why we're just getting the word out for more people to buy them less <laughs> yeah, more, often. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't have to. We are also all about sustainability. So we've worked with uh, Sendal that helps. Uh, they offset all the carbon for all of our shipping through U.S. Postal Service. We doubled down because everyone was giving them hard, really a hard time to the U.S. Postal Service from on high. So we um, said, no, we're not going to leave them. We're going to double our our efforts and do everything through um 
a company, a company that will offset the carbon. It. Yeah. So and we, and the it's glass important. that we've got is from uh, Kurt found a great place in China that recycles glass and gets it back to us. So we actually have wow. them. Wow. Yeah, I, I could show, we could pan you, and everything happens in this apartment. That, the building is really <laughs> wild. Yeah. Like, at, like, um, they're so happy. The, the whole building smells brilliantly now. And we fell upon this um, the kind of structure as you go. Um, sort of what we do with Mondays is like it will move and change with whatever the needs are. But it was important to us that we had a candle and a, and a range that is continuous. And no matter how big or how if Oprah buys our candle and it becomes like an, an Oprah candle, you get a candle and you, you get you a can candle. Buy, you can buy that $8,000 Oprah candle, but you will always be able to get a $20 nine ounce amber jar in our originals. And so if you are a struggling artist that just wants to smell nice, like that was me for years. And yeah. I think it's really important. That's the other part of sustainability with having it actually within reach. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Okay. Kudos. As you can tell, we're very passionate about it. At least in New York, we're getting to the, the colder months where candles are very soothing. Um, I'm definitely going to purchase a couple. I have some tagged. Yeah, that's when mine's going to finally run out because all day, once it cools down outside, yeah. I wake yeah. up, I light a candle. It's I lit until I go to bed. I counting the hours yep. of that candle. every day i have to count them once we've got the scent right we then check that it won't get too hot and explode while it burns and i got to like on and off it was about 200 hours and i was like i'm gonna stop counting now because i don't think it, it really is necessary to say that it's a 300 hour burn <laughs> sure 200 yeah. plus yeah yeah it's like at a certain spf yeah, Thread Thread it burns a really nice burn for a really long time with great soy wax that we found from a great factory down south and they ship it and we drive out to Philadelphia <laughs> and it's somewhere actually actually outside in Pennsylvania and buy wax by like the thousands of pounds and bring it back in this car. Like we just do it ourselves because it saves on the um, gas and the shipping and the postage and uh, the carbon footprint. Like, so we just, it's like, Did you get okay, a day trip out of it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Rad. Uh, and now is a perfect time to say, like, don't we have a... We do. We started oh. something up. Uh, we were thinking you were talking about the Tonys, that we wanted to do a, a Welcome Back to Fall, celebrating all things Tonys. We have a whole line around the leading ladies as well. So we And we figured that this would be the place to announce it, giving yes. $5 off to everybody with the code Broadway's Back. Yes! And um, if you order over 50 bucks, you'll get a $20 yes! cash to use... For the for rest like, of the for, year. Yeah, like Which holiday. is a whole other candle. You basically get a candle in future. So if you buy, if you just spend 50 bucks, uh, then that's free shipping. And it's five bucks off of whatever you're getting. Mm-hmm. And then it's 20 bucks. And a credit. You could, so you could always use that to buy that Christmas or holiday present for somebody the next time it comes up. Which is Code Broadway's back. Now through October 11th. That's through awesome, October you guys. The next couple weeks, you can take yeah. advantage of it. And you're also supporting because that helps us build the business up for the holidays. It's no small feat. We bring people on, all performing artists or arts workers who are out of work or in need of work. They either have, they've lived with us over the pandemic and made candles or uh, we 
to pay them. Yeah, the holiday season, we had no idea that it was going to be so successful. And we, we ordered glassware three times and it just kept selling out. I was like, I, I can't keep up with it. It was great. Though. <laughs> it was awesome. So that, we're, I'm we're so like, happy for you guys. That's grow. so great. Thanks. And buy these candles because they smell ridiculous. We like candles. Really oh, one of the songs I made up, I was like, <laughs> oh, I've got a song and I definitely want Daphne Ruben Vega to do our theme song. And I have this vision of her in like a white gown, kind of Celine Dion with all of our candles around and like, oh on, my God, on, you know, we like candles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really closer than you can Stop imagine. It. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful dream. Oh, we did make Speaking of Daphne Ruben Vega, I was just listening to your album, yeah. which I think is yes, a decade. We are just old, approaching that, maybe. that spot. And she, she's, she's she's such a queen. Her fun teen. Yeah, I will never beautiful. forget her fun teen on Broadway. It yeah. was that incredible. Been a it was incredible. I mean, I'm, oh. the, the the viewer listeners cannot see, but we're sitting underneath. A piece of art above our couch. Yes, the lyrics to "No Day But Today." Uh, we, no with day our Tommy Hilfiger today. gig, just like Christmas nineteen, they wanted some Broadway stars, and we were really uh, wanted to use people that had uh, encouraged Lance's growth, and we were friends with. Um, we had Peppermint open, and then Daphne was a centerpiece, and they wanted a kind of yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. Merlon Rouge sort of uh, heroine moment. and For the Tommy Daph- Hilfiger holiday party. Yeah. And Daphne just was so excellent. And this thing happened with her costume. And I had this like beautiful one piece that was uh, nude skin color, see-through, kind of Beyonce with the sequins over the, the correct area. And Daphne <laughs> was like, well, I don't care about the dress. Why don't I wear that? And I was like, I was like, really? She was like, if I can wear Spanx, I will wear anything. And she's out on stage. Like, it was absolutely just she amazing. Was truly a sparkling diamond. And we did Diamonds Are Forever into Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend into Out Tonight. People's heads exploded. Yeah. <laughs> this Tony hat is the only thing keeping my head intact. <laughs> it was incredible to get to do that down at, um, where were we? Uh, Webster Hall. Webster Hall, which is. Yeah. <sighs> Historic, like where they recorded Pearl Bailey and Hello Dolly. I just kept thinking that. That's where they, yes, that's where they that recorded. True? Just amazing. Yeah. Oh, bizarre. Yeah, because all the Broadway houses and everything were uh, were booked. And so they just went there and did the recording in that space. Amazing. That true. For our listeners, Webster Hall is a huge, like, party venue. Iconic is, New York. And they close it for a year. It, it's been renovated completely. Yeah, it's beautiful. I haven't been in ages. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, Kurt, you have a fun project coming up. Spider-Man Hamlet. <laughs> Can we please circle back to your Shakespeare roots and what this play <laughs> is and what it's going what to heck? be and when I can see it? Absolutely. Uh... We're in the world of fantastic realism or magic realism, depending on where you're from. Um, <laughs> it's an extraordinarily wild tale, kind of from the point of view of what we do with our own power and how we use it and uh, how we capitalize or diminish our own power because of who we are and, and what face and mask we wear as far as our perception, I'm living in a country now where I I look like an American, but I am actually an, an immigrant. So I've been on the receiving end of some really interesting conversations with people in bars or, you know, like choreographing a four-boy tap musical down in Florida. I definitely heard about, you know, the plight of immigrants and how dare they and I was like, you just asked me about koalas and bushfires. You didn't think that I'm a part of that world. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. And also at the same time, I, I find myself in situations where I have no idea what people are saying and we're both speaking English. And the miscommunication mm-hmm. has been either really funny or sometimes really dangerous because because I'm extraordinarily interested in ridiculous facts. I'm a factoid guy. (laughs) And I love to ask questions. And I never thought that my um, interest in life would get me in so much trouble. (laughs) But I have really lived in the middle of two worlds. So uh, added to that, I found this study where a man on wall street in the nineties just lost it at his whole entire office, then left, came back the next day and he was dressed as the phantom. And he just wore that for a year and a half. And he said to uh, HR, look, the people that want to speak to me or have to speak to me will, and everyone else avoids me and I don't have to interact and I can do my job and go home to my kids. And the study that this psychologist released was amazing. It was about the perception of who tells us information. If a policeman mm-hmm. tells you an information bit, it means a different thing in America to Australia and all of these kind of things filtered into the problem I was having and Spider-Man Hamlet really began out of this kind of video game of Spider-Man and Hamlet, which in my opinion and my, my education of loving Hamlet, I would love to play Hamlet. It's one that I've not 
touched yet. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man and Hamlet are the same person. It's just that one is born into privilege and the other is born into nearly nothing. And then the power shifts because of what they choose to do with it. One of them can't get over his grief potentially because he's never had to deal with much and he destroys his entire kingdom and the other guy destroys himself in order to make the world better. And he essentially brings down his whole entire world. So they both do that. It's just at what with great power comes great responsibility. You know, what do we do? Yeah. So it's a, the orchard project has been part of me generating it. I was taken on this year in their performance lab and they are just so excellent. Everything from asking a lawyer about if I can use the likeness of Spider-Man and what my rules around that are. Mm-hmm. And they are connecting me with the right people. And it's really nice after this is my sixth play. Um, two of them never saw the light of day because in Australia, you sometimes get commissioned to do work that won't get commissioning the next year in the next round of funding. So that gets shelved. Um, mm. And four of them, I produce myself. And so I've always seen my writing as something I really love to do that people enjoy, but it was not necessarily taken seriously or, uh, you know, I suppose I was writing funnier, kind of nicer content. I didn't have that much happen in my life that I had to delve into or talk about. And it's so lovely to move to a new country and immediately have people say, no, your voice is important. And my whole cohort of uh, creators that I was put with, we were all uh, people of color or immigrants and we all had each other to kind of soundboard these things off. And I, I have been very scared that I will say the wrong thing or culturally what I'm doing might not be received. And when I shared my content with the group, they were like, oh my God, this is too safe. Go for it. Like we've met you. We know. Yeah. So cool. there's massive like, fights and it's a physical theater piece that is in the play not in the group oh yeah <laughs> uh, <and laughs> thank I, you for clarifying yeah you are a is never the Australia. Uh, Larissa McGowan I hopefully will be able to work with her we did tend an apalm together that Philip Ridley play and yeah there's massive fight sequences where we fight over white power basically and you know Hamlet is an absolute douchebag that you just can't help loving. <laughs> and it's got all the things that um, I'm super excited to share with people, but it's extraordinarily hard to explain. You got my <laughs> attention. It's coming yeah, to no, life, I'm, though. I'm wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Anthony wrapped. Oh, yeah. I'm Anthony wrapped. I, lo- I love that uh, those two completely seemingly different uh, themes and worlds that you just so beautifully said. Yeah, I immediately want to go watch Spider-Man again, which is not my normal wheelhouse. My partner has very much brought me into the comic book movie genre. Um, Mine has as well. 
Well, it wasn't necessarily something I had as a kid, but I really, uh, I'm a big believer when I play a character, I'll find a popular icon and mm-hmm. an animal. I really am a big believer of that kind of work. And it has helped me have an entry point for a lot of my stuff. And um, like when I did Julius Caesar, I was, that was Patrick Batman, Bateman. I was a hundred percent just Patrick Bateman. And with Spider-Man, I uh, was doing Twelfth Night and that's who I based my character on. And I was held in immigration but on closing night I left in the morning and flew to visit Lance and I wasn't living here then. And I had a copy of Hamlet in my backpack and they didn't believe that I wasn't coming here to work and went through my phone and found pictures of me singing Whoa. at Club Coming. And the lady was like, you expect me to believe that 80 people go downtown on a Monday night and sing for free? Yes. I was like, that's exactly what happens. You work <laughs> at JFK, are you kidding? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it was in LAX. So oh, that, well, that, and I sat that explains in it. a glass room with only my socks and my underpants. Because no. Everything else had a string or was dangerous or was confiscated. Um, even my tracksuit pants, because they have a metal zip. So I sat in that room <gasps> for nine hours. What? And they gave me back the copy of Hamlet. So this is basically that story, but I didn't want it to be a boo-hoo, like, uh, white immigrants having trouble moving to, you know, like that's not my game at all. First Nations rights are really important to me coming from Australia. And I sat in this room and I was the only English speaker, like first English speaker. And I thought, I'm so confused. Imagine if English was my third language, like mm. what would be happening now? Mm-hmm. That was wild. Mm. Uh. That's a terrifying story, and I'm so glad that uh, something beautiful is coming of it in the shape of this piece that I now can't wait to see. Do you have dates? Are you able to share dates? No. No, I, uh, that's the next step. Great. I'm kind of waiting to be positioned in the right way. I'm not exactly sure of the process of getting a show up in, in America, but in Australia, I'm very aware of it. We have a colonial structure where each state has its own company that's paid for by the state. So you do independent work until they take notice and then put on one of your shows or put Mm -hmm. you in uncle Vanya Mm -hmm. or (laughs) something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So here it's really exciting to know that like, I've gone to venues and I've sat in the public and I'm like, well, this is where Spider-Man Hamlet is <laughs> in, yeah. my, in my mind. So it's yeah. a start. Oh, I love that. I, it's got to be right for the venue too. Because there's a lot sense. of magic. Uh, there's a lot of people disappearing and, and being other people. And uh, of course, because it's about who we are. It is very, it's got, it will have to have an illusionist hired to do the show. Amazing. I can tell how clear it is in your head, how it's going to be, and however long it takes to get there, it will be worth it. 
Yeah, um, it, it makes so me giddy. clear to you. Oh, it makes me giddy to see you like so laser focused on exactly what you're saying. It's Thank it's you. the theater we need more of. Yeah, and so if Absolutely. anyone out there has a venue that they'd like to, and the team building and, and the world building, it's all it's it's the same approach that he does to candles. It's, it's a, this meticulous. Um, uh, you're talking about factoid, but breaking things down to their essence, which I think is mm. why, one of your strengths. And separating the parts of it. Uh, I don't believe that unless you're performing in a structure like a Broadway musical or uh, a, a, an Ibsen play or any of those things are true to form. But what I'm interested in as someone who grew up as a dancer, then went to musical theater, then kind of went to drama school to basically not be an understudy anymore. And then I didn't do musicals for years because I joined a Shakespeare company. So I see the work that I create as a holistic approach. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a style that's done much in America. Like that kind of thing that a curious incident of Doggin' in the Night lives in, where the physicality is an extension of expressing emotion. So you have that mm -hmm. other facility that you can use, which gives people a catharsis. And it also makes stillness more important the final scene of the play is possibly the most naturalistic and nothing happens. They just stand and talk. And after, hopefully after like the whole play of a fever pitch of movement and light and sound, it will really give stillness and the silence that we should have to make decisions in our life that we don't really get much anymore. So that's my hope. It's not just through my writing. It's through the entire physicality of the production. It may take you 20 minutes to understand that or two years, but you won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. Incredible. I could talk to both of you all day uh, for several days, but we are coming up on our time together already. But there is a question that we ask all of our guests and I can't wait for your answers. Hi -ho, hi -ho, hi -ho. There are seven very well-known dwarves in history. If you were the eighth and ninth dwarves, what would your names be? <laughs> um, booby? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh... If, if if someone's being cute in our house and just pottering around, it's called booping. So like, oh, I'm just booping. It's all good. Um, I might be, I'd probably be, oh, I don't know. He'd be sharky. Gemini-y. You'd be sharky. Are you a Gemini too? I am yeah. a Gemini. Gemini and a Libra. Get into it. I would be sharky. You'd be sharky the dwarf. Yes. Absolutely. Sharky I love the dwarf. And, and I think I would be delight. I love delight. Oh. It's the thing that I value. It's because it's su surprise and joy together. A good friend of mine once said that. Oh, I, I love that. Totally, like, if you can combine those things, and we do that as artists, we're like we prepare joy for people to surprise them, either through like 
a high note or a really witty something. Sports. So I think I Sharky and Delight. Yeah, that was the <laughs> oh, worst thing. You about, say that. That's amazing. That was the worst thing about uh, twenty twenty. I had a whole week at Pangea where I was going to do a Shark Week um, a cabaret with Bite, and I was oh, ah. broken hearted. I just love sharks. Oh. They, uh, um, ah. the the uh, modern day T Rex. They are a modern day T Rex. That's so true. I wish you guys could, like, everyone who's listening right now could see how really their faces yeah. are lit. totally yeah. lit up, animated. Well, you got, you're going to um, delight my home once I buy one of your candles. I love that definition of delight. I use the word delight usually to talk about food. Like, that, that's delightful. I love that. And it is. And it, Never really thought about why. I just thought it was a nice word. But really, it's because in my mouth, there is a combination of joy and something surprising. Right. Something I didn't expect made me go, ooh, that's delightful. Yeah, that's ah, kind of how I feel deep. about my newfound love for Patty Lapone over the pandemic. Newfound? Was, well, I... Came I'm to Australian. I came here and I was like, why is she yelling? And why is she touring us through her basement? And I'm like, okay, let's, we're going to start at the beginning of the pad of the phone. Like, here we go. And I was like, oh, that's how she sounds. It's not a Saturday Night Live skit. But I fell in love with her through no. her cupboard and her basement and the bong in her cupboard. The bong and the bourbon. <laughs> I have that saved. Oh. I want to draw it. I keep so trying great. to draw it, and it's not right yet. Yeah, someone who's so great that can also not take themselves seriously. Uh, it's it's beautiful to watch. It's, it's beautiful to watch, and her Rosie O'Donnell like turtleneck. Yeah, we made a ladies who lunch candle kind of in honor of the entire journey. Yeah, but it's there. It's really amazing. Stephen, what 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 are you gonna tell uh, Kurt to put on his Patty Lapone list next? Ooh, via, via YouTube. YouTube. You know exactly. You know what I'm gonna I'm have to get about. back to Kurt with that. Li- oh, I know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. Oh, that yeah. took a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we talked about this with yep. Lonnie Price, who was also a part of this. Um, there was a 30 minute made for television musical that aired called uh, Love Cycle, a soap operetta about a haunted laundromat, period. That's all you get. Oh my God. Lance, do you know this? No, this no. Could and I know fill Lonnie. This space we're... that Broadway bounce handle left. Uh-huh. Oh this God. is, if there's one thing I've ever wanted to like do at the duplex, like get a bunch of us together and just like do something live at the duplex that makes no sense. I want mm-hmm. to be the Lonnie Price in soap opera, or love cycle, a soap operetta. I want Broadway Sings Love Cycle. We can make this happen oh very God, easily down the coming on a Monday. I will send you a link as soon as we uh, end here. It's required viewing. Priscilla Lopez is in it. Oh, come on. Take my money. We're heading into October season. This is just perfect for everyone listening. It's perfect. What would be the double bill? Like, what's its style? I love it. Oh God! Uh, is it like Thomas's style? Oh, let's a mighty do, wind. Let's just do that and evening primrose so that you can get oh, yeah. two hats. Perfect. There we yes, go. Yes, I remember mm-hmm. Sky. Great. <laughs> Sold. 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 
<laughs> well, thanks so much for having you us. You two are so lovely. This has been such a bright spot in a couple of weeks of very dark COVID realness. I'm wow. thrilled to uh, yeah. feel like a human again and be amongst such lovely humans. <laughs> oh, We're going to cry when this yeah, is over. It's great to meet you. Know, you. Just to keep it on an even keel. Holy you said they're going to cry. We're not going to cry. That's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at Q or Club. Yeah, and don't forget to go to wheelighthome.com and use code Broadway's back. Yep. That's the code. You got it. Uh-huh. And where can people now through October, October 11th? 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, October 11th, Lindsay Lohan's birthday in the parent trap. Um, yes. Of course. And it's also the day that Bette Midler's sitcom on CBS did. What a historic day for the gays. It was Wait, October she had a 11th. Oh, yeah. We're going to look that up. It was called And Bette. wasn't Mary Testa the one that she always smoked with in the alleyway? There's There are Mary Testa Bette Midler scenes. I think it's from that. I'm going to dig. I'm about to take up smoking just. Oh, but Joanna Gleason did play her best friend. Do you know what it's like to be a a 40-year-old man who has no idea what a Tootsie Roll tastes like? And then one day you taste it and you can't stop putting the little wrappers all over your house and annoying (laughs) your husband. The the things I am finding, it's excellent. Wait till you taste this Tootsie Roll of Beth sitcom. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Beth's Tootsie it's Roll so is good. delicious. And one would say she's she's too big for TV, and it was, yeah. again, a delight. We have our viewing uh, ready. I think that we need to have a, a corollary viewing uh, list for this for this podcast, please. Like a watch uh, book club. Here's <laughs> Oprah again. Oh it's my watch God. club. Watch club. I'm in. Honestly. How fun. Let's start it. Watch Club Wednesdays. That's what um, I'm coming back for more. I can't wait till we can all be in an actual room together and do this again. Likewise. Yeah. Thanks so much for having um, us. Yeah. Thank you, yes, guys. Yes, thank you for being here. And until next time, listeners, bye. 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 Excellent. <laughs> in the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by... Stephen Farizee. And Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize, and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Wiener, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. 
There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.